episode of Murder, Myth, and Mystery. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mary, and I'm joined with Eric. Hello. And Janine. Hey, guys. Hello. Guess what today's topic is? Uh, what? Well, I, you know. <laughs> oh, you're right. I do know. I was right. giving a brief second for our listeners. Oh, okay. Well, give them, give them clues. See if they can guess. It's the other white meat, the other other white meat, the other other white meat, the so other other pork. other white meat. Now today we're talking about the forbidden fruit, the thing that we are not supposed. Figs? Yes, as Janine taught us, the real forbidden fruit of the land, man. <laughs> And female. <laughs> man yes. in the general term. So there's okay. a new term for that that's politically correct. That oh. It's no longer mankind, it's humanity. Humanity. Okay. I guess I'm not very PC now. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's I not. was reading it the other day. Okay. So what, if you what, haven't yeah. guessed, we're talking about cannibalism. Mm. <laughs> so if you're mm. eating, you may want to stop. Or if you're into the subject, continue on. <laughs> oh, that's just weird. <laughs> Got a rumbly in my tumbly for Although some hands. Although we did just eat. So. We did just eat. We made the decision to eat before versus after. <laughs> Although Janine and I both said we could do either way. <laughs> it was mainly Eric. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So hopefully you guys will enjoy this. If uh, If it turns your stomach, then I totally get it. Yeah, so this is one of the new layouts, and it's our discussion. So it's just an open discussion. Hey, I have a question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think pork really tastes like human? Actually, I've heard no, and that actually human is not very good for you. Um, that it's well, not that it's bad for it's you. Fatty. It, it, <laughs> it's fatty. It's American. It's not that fatty. it's so much bad for you. Is it is it doesn't have very many nutrients in it compared mm. to other meats that are out there. Yeah, I wondered if that was just an assumption because they use pork for testing when they're testing, like they, something. Well, it's because the the pig skin right. and flesh and all that is very right. similar. So I, that's why I think that it was all this always an assumption that it tastes similar. Right, the other white meat. I heard it makes you gassy. <laughs> so does pork. <laughs> what doesn't? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, All right. Well, I guess that I will go ahead and start us off here talking about a little bit of the history on there. I'm actually. There goes Peaches yelling at a cat. (laughs) I told her before. Peaches, Peaches. we are recording. That is just rude. Naughty. (laughs) Uh, I'm actually glad you're doing the history. I saw that on our sheet and that you would be doing the history. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. it's sure it's, it's right cool. up your alley so of course people have been eating each other for literally tens of thousands <laughs> of years this is not a new phenomenon it goes way way back in fact going back to neanderthals we have archaeological or anthropological evidence that people were eating each other then based on you know marks on the bones and stuff like that that we the found non on those bones non on those bones yep the name of cannibal derives from the Spanish word cannibales, which is what Spanish explorers called the West Indies tribe, more commonly known as the Caribs, which is where the term Caribbean comes from. It's from oh. that tribe. So, fun fact. So, they called them the cannibales, which was kind of a slang term. It basically translates to savage. But they were rumored to be cannibals. There wasn't really any real proof that they were cannibals, but there was a lot of rumors that this tribe was cannibalistic. 
And so it just kind of got associated with that, the cannibalists, yeah, of these savages, if you will. And so the whole term just kind of went, oh, they're cannibals, basically, right? I wish I'd known that, all of that, when I was trying to explain to Runa what cannibal meant, my exchange student. Well, now you know. Now you can still go back <laughs> and explain, and, it, and to explain her. it to her. I was like, yes. you know, it's when people eat other people. And she's like, what? <laughs> you know, when you got a I'm craving. Like, I'm like, does that not translate? <laughs> oh, the, the great story she has to take back. <laughs> you know, here in America, sometimes we eat each other. It's what we do. <laughs> so the problem with the history of cannibalism is there's not a lot of proof about it. There's a lot of rumors that, oh, XYZ tribe was rumored, you know, it was written in somebody's journal. I visited this tribe and they had told tales of the neighboring tribes eating each other, or blah, 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 right? So there's not a lot of proof when it comes to that. Though there are some, there is some evidence, though, like I said, in bones and stuff like that of, of cannibalism. So, you know, it's obviously a big part of a lot of old religions as well. Even going back to like the ancient Greeks. Right, the big story, one of the big creation stories of the Greeks was Kronos, the father Kronos, of the gods, yep. eating his children. Kronos is also the name of a demon in Supernatural that comes to town and then everyone starts eating each other. Wow, like zombies. It's also where time comes from, the whole chronological thing. I did right? know about the yes, time, his father, time. Interesting. Oh, well, fun fact. Anyway, so yeah, he, he ate his children and then. Zeus's mother, Rhea, replaced Zeus, baby Zeus, with a rock, and Kronos ate the rock instead, and then Zeus came and kicked Kronos's ass and freed his siblings. Anyway, so we're not here to talk about mythology, though, as much as I love <laughs> mythology. <laughs> like, you're going to go on about it. I know, I know. So the reasons behind cannibalism vary, of course. Usually, it's a matter of necessity. Uh, a few popular examples of this would be, well, most popularly... The Donner Party. So, in the spring of 1846, 89 pioneers set out west from Illinois to head to Northern California. They left a few weeks later than planned. So, usually with these expeditions, they say, and if you ever played uh, Oregon Trail, one of the big things on there is, when do you want to leave? I was right? just going right. to bring that up. <laughs> so, they, they always say, leave in March is the ideal time if you're trying to head from the Midwest. <laughs> Peaches, you are totally... I can't stop laughing she's at her. chewing on her toy. So, you know, if you're leaving from Illinois and you're trying to get out to California, leave in March. Because it's going to be a long trek out there. So they left 20 wagons, is, is this group of 89 people. Instead, they left in April, for one reason or another. So, for the most part, their trip went just fine. Until they got to Fort Bridger, Wyoming. And which a local guide told them about a shortcut that would help them make them uh, make up their lost time for leaving late, right? So it's a it's a direct route through the Wasatch Mountains, which those of our listeners that live here in Utah, that is our major mountain range right here, is the Wasatch. And Mountains. they are not small. No, they yeah, are not. They're I can't basically imagine a that's what people route. say about me all the they're time. They're basically <laughs> the edge of the Rocky Mountains, is what the Wasatch are. They're the very the very western edge of the Rocky Mountains. So they're like, oh, okay, that'd be great. Well, unfortunately, it ended up actually adding an extra two weeks onto their trip by taking this supposed shortcut because their wagons got stuck and they couldn't make it through. There, there was no path, basically. And so, yeah, it took them an extra two weeks. And so now they're like a full you know, month plus behind So schedule. they're like literally mountain climbing with wagons. With wagons. Yeah. Yeah. Children. You know, a whole bunch of whatever in tow. They're Old oxen. People. Yeah. It's 89 people. Yeah. 
Peaches, you are trying to, you're definitely taken away from the seriousness of this it discussion. It was her birthday on Monday and she got a five foot squeaky toy. That's got a squeaky every like four inches. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's a giant snake. Yeah. It's pretty There's awesome. like 12 or 14 squeakers in there. She's, she's decided it's pretty good stuff. So they finally made it across though. And then those of you familiar with Utah terrain, the next step after you cross over the Wasatch Mountains is you have to cross over the Bonneville Salt Flats and on your way out to Reno. Well, that took them five days to cross that area, the Salt Flats and all of that, and they almost ran out of water. They they were like Ugh. rationing water big time since there's no drinking water along that path. Any salt water you do salty. find, you cannot drink. Yeah, it's just pure salt. It's Yeah, cannot drink that. So, eventually they, you know, they made it to the Sierra Nevada there. So where Re- modern day Reno is. And so they hit that area in early November. So keep in mind, they left in April. Now it's early November. They began to climb the Sierra Nevada mountains. And had they been one day earlier, they would have been fine. But instead they got stuck in a massive snowstorm that got them stuck in the mountains there. So they had to retreat backwards back to a little lake there called Truckee Lake. They set up camp. Well, they quickly ran out of food, started eating livestock and pets and whatever else they could. And when they ran out of those, they turned to eating bark, right? To, in order to, I mean, they're trying to hunt, but it's wintertime. There's not a lot going on. Especially out in that region. Yeah. Yeah. So people started dropping off due to malnutrition because they're just not eating. I mean, they're eating leather, you know, to, in order to survive leather, bark, whatever they can, you know, chew. So. A group of 15 men decided to see if they could find help. So they're going to head west, trying to, you know, we can do this. We can head over the mountains. Let's see if we can find a camp. They soon started getting weak and almost came to murdering each other so that they could eat each other. But uh, soon several of them ended up dying of starvation instead. And hey, that means you don't have to murder them. So they all chipped in and started eating. Yeah, these. they died of starvation. Well,. <laughs> So all of them started eating these down, you know, friends of theirs, except for two of the people, which were Native Americans, who were like kind of guides, I guess, along the path or whatever. And they're, they're like, like uh, yeah, you don't do that. They're like, uh-huh. hell no. And so they took off. <laughs> they they literally ran from these people. Like, nope, you people are evil. They're this- like, white folk are crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these spirits will haunt you. So they took off. They started. Head- they ran west while these. This is all going on. So. Party of 15, or now probably like, you know, seven. Uh, they <laughs> start moving. Uh, yeah, they, they go along further up the path. And when you know it, they come across the two Native American guys who are now starving. They're basically on death's doorstep laying there in the snow. So what do they do? They shoot them both in the head. Shoot the, both of the Native American guys in the head and eat them. And hey, they're li- the last words, yes. The yeah. white folk are crazy. Yeah, indeed. So, seven of those 15 men ended up making it to a small town in California and arranged for a rescue operation to get everyone else. Back at the camp, about half of the pioneers had also resolved to cannibalism for survival as their friends and family members began to perish. By the time they were rescued in February, only 45 of the original 89 members of the party had survived the winter. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
Another example, which I won't go into as much detail, but a lot of people know the story, is of the Uruguayan rugby team that crashed in the Andes Mountains in it's 1972. Alive. Ex- wow, well, thanks for movie. spoiling that. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, the, it's yeah. the book. That's exactly. It was a book called Live, which was also to, made into a movie. We were yes. forced to read it in high school. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Don't you think that's controversial? But it is kind of controversial. <laughs> yes, yes, I agree. But hey, it tells of the human spirit. So, of course, if you're not familiar with the story, it was, as mentioned, Uruguayan rugby team. They were flying to go to another match or go back home. I don't remember what it was on there. But anyway, their plane crashed in the Andes, Uh, which, if you're not familiar, the Andes are hella crazy rugged mountains, really huge elevation up there, and nobody knew where the hell they were. And so a bunch of people died in the crash, and they found a few rations on the plane here and there or whatever, but for the most part... They were starving pretty quickly, so they turned to survival. What do you do? You start eating the people that have died. So, you know, it's a tell of survival. You do what you got to do. Lastly, the last example I want to point out is the Jamestown settlement. The winter of 1609 was particularly harsh for the settlers of Jamestown, Virginia. They ran out of food, and archaeological evidence shows that they eventually turned to cannibalism. In this case, it is believed that they may have murdered and ate each other in some circumstances. So, not just natural, oh, hey, so-and-so's dead, let's go eat him. And it's more like, you're looking mighty tasty, stab, 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 now you're my dinner. <laughs> you're looking mighty tasty? Looking mighty, it's like the old Looney Tunes, when you look, you know, they're starved, they're on the boat, and they look over at the person, and they have a chicken for oh, a head Oh, yeah, or I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for putting that in my head yeah. and giving me perspective. That's yeah. awesome. There you go, see? <laughs> In other parts of the world, cannibalism is a ritual. So, in some parts of North and South America, uh, certain tribes would eat the bodies of their conquered foes because it was believed that they would gain their strength and power. The same holds true in many islands in the South Pacific, like Papua New Guinea, where this practice was still known to occur as recently as 2012. Yeah. Contrary to somewhat popular belief, Captain Cook was not eaten by the native Hawaiians. Though he was killed by them, his body was boiled down to the bone because they believed a person's power lied in their bones. This led to the belief that he was eaten, but as mentioned, he was not. They ended up taking his his bones and they buried him at sea afterwards. Not the Hawaiians, but... Whoever, the British or whomever it was, I don't remember. Whoever picked up picked Whoever him picked up. him up. Yeah, they're like, hey, have you guys seen Captain Cook? And they're like, um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, in some places, many tribes have long believed that they should eat the bodies of their recently deceased family members. This ensures that their spirit will live on within them. So, kind of a sweet term in that case. Then there are those that cannibalize because they're just plain psychotic. And the girls are going to give us some more examples about that. So, <sighs> Janine, why don't you tell us a little bit about your person or who, Mary, I don't care. Well, before we, we, we go on, I just want to, did you come across research that um, bones found in Jamestown? of a young girl showed signs of cannibalism. They had like teeth marks and stuff. You mean in the them. very same Jamestown that I was just talking about? Yeah, I know, but it, they just <laughs> Yeah, she's 14 years old. Like yes. just recently? Yeah. Yeah, it was like 2013. Yeah, I actually saw the bones. It, it, her jawbone has the scrape marks on her jawbone. Mm-hmm. She's 14 years old. Yeah. From teeth. 
they have teeth or a knife or something to that effect. Yeah, cutting off yeah, the flesh. Yeah, it was both of teeth and then um, a blade. But there was a lot of blade marks. Yeah, like filleting it. Fillet, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, that was just yeah, just a couple of years ago, I think that they 2013, found. Twenty thirteen, I yeah. believe. Yeah. 2013, 2014. Yeah, hmm. the Jamestown thing. I mean, it's a, that's a legendary thing that winter them surviving that, but um, yeah. I started out by looking at Dahmer. Everyone's favorite cannibal. That sounds like a sitcom. So My favorite just, cannibal. Left <laughs> track included. Um, we, I finished. I read the book, uh, My Friend Dahmer, mm-hmm. and then we watched the movie. Eric did not like the movie. Nope. But I thought it kept true to the the book and the whole like environment and atmosphere yeah. of him as a teenager. So I thought it was pretty good. It's extremely slow. So mm-hmm. that's why I was like halfway I found, and I was checked out. I found it interesting, like as his dad described about, like as he was a kid. Sorry, off no. the movie topic. I was I watched a documentary where his dad described him as a young boy before he hit those teenage years, and I thought it was interesting because generally there is some sort of incident that happens in their youth that triggers something mm-hmm. right but like according to his dad it was pretty um, i mean there were signs that there was definitely some issues with him but as far as the cannibalism yeah maybe not but as far as him being having certain tendencies i think that there was signs right there were signs but generally there's like an event like if you if you think about like the serial killers we talk about generally there's like Something happens to them as in their youth, sometimes sexually, sometimes it's that relationship with the mom. You know what I mean? Like, they're generally, there's something like that. Well, everyone, I, but I also feel as much as I, I agree with the, the ruling of like, you've had to have a head injury. You've had to been some sort of sexually assaulted. You start fires or you start mistreating issues. animals, mother issues. I also think that people are just wired wrong and are born that way. Yes. Maybe it's Maybelline. (laughs) Do you think it could be an attachment? Like, you know how early on you're supposed to attach to a parent? And then there's that. I think that's also pushing blame and trying to rationalize something that we just don't understand how someone could do this to another human being. No, I mean, it, it basically, I mean, in all of those circumstances, these people are already... You know, sociopaths or psychopaths in their mm-hmm. own right. There, you know. So there were definitely signs as a child that he wasn't right. Like he had this fascination with bones and like the way they sounded, and mm-hmm. he had like the. So it, what I and found he was dissolving animals in acid that his dad was giving to. But him. that was when he was in a his teenager. Teenager, yeah. I'm talking like really young. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, but also I found it interesting that his dad talked about how he had this um, this fascination with the way things felt. And I know there are kids on the spectrum mm-hmm. that have like either they they don't like what the way certain things feel like they avoid like the the touch of things or they need to have like the touch of things like okay. that's how they experience things. So he talked about that a little bit. He just needed he always needed to know how it like felt. Well, and it is possible. Yeah. I mean, it is very possible to be on the spectrum and still also be a sociopath as well <laughs> yeah. not saying the people on the spectrum are right. sociopaths just saying that you can be both it's not oh you're on the spectrum and that's the way you are whatever right yeah or you know you're a sociopath or a psychopath i, I just found that interesting the way they were describing him it, it, it actually would make a lot of sense mm-hmm. uh, because he was very socially awkward mm-hmm. 
Uh, though, yeah, he did make friends. Right. It was hard for him to well, make friends. And that was the other thing is it, it when he was younger, before they moved, he he wasn't as socially awkward. Like he was very social. But, oh. but we're talking like super young. Like then when they moved, he started getting that. Socially. Which is hard for any kid. Right. And you're going through your teen years. And right. you're Yeah. There's hard so to make many friends. factors. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, are you going to give a little backstory on what he did? Because there might be people, some oh. of our listeners, that don't really know anything about Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> okay. I mean, those you of us bet. who grew up, you know, <laughs> watching media in the 90s or whatever, you know, that hey, oh, he was everywhere. I love that I gave you that look like uh, everyone knows this. <laughs> Not everybody knows you're right, this. You're right. That's fair. Um, or they may know the name, but exactly how Eric yeah. said they don't so, know what. So Jeffrey Dahmer obviously was a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> and he, so he started having... Um, tendencies to, uh, like t- attractions to men in his teenage years um and he also took to like a sexual gratification um with towards like a, a violence or like like death was giving him like because he did all the experimenting with animals and um and he found that there was that tie that would give him that sexual gratification that he wanted but he had this attraction towards men so he, as he started to, um, after he graduated college, he started to actually act on his sexual attraction towards men. So he started going to all of the, the clubs and all the places. But we're talking like it's late eighties, early this is, or late seventies when he because he graduated is, in seventy eight. That's think. right. So he was he was arrested in ninety one and he was thirty three. So yeah, you're right. It'd yeah. be late seventies. So he would hit on the men, take them home and um have sex with them or or have them do fellatio i don't know why i use that that's a, that's word. a wonderful term <laughs> that was such a weird oh, word look at Janine. <laughs> weird word for me to use i know fellatio <laughs> um <laughs> weird. but it's he a, did it's an awesome word and yet an awkward yeah, word but all he, at the same time he did eventually he did start killing them and he he took to uh, where he would hide the bodies and it all kind of evolved into this um, where he started eating them. So there were, uh, I think his total, he had a lot of victims, but they had 17 that they took um, just like from bones and... Confirmed. Yeah, the stuff from his home. This right. is like the stuff he had in his home. Mm-hmm. So like 17 confirmed, but he said he had a lot of victims. And like every tragic serial killer story it was always like because we're talking late 70s early 80s what we would consider undesirable because they're gay men and they were also mostly black so he only had like two white victims so if you think about the time and it was kind of more of a i thought there was like an age like a 17 year old asian boy there was a laotian laotian yeah and he was 14 14 okay yeah yeah now, and I think he had the head in the fridge or something like he that. He had four, mm-hmm. actually. He, so when they caught him, he had four skulls in the freezer. He had three torsos in a gal, not a gallon jug, a 57 gallon jug. Oh, wow. That they pulled out of there. He had cooking pots full of like, they had like mummified hands in them um, and genitalia, like mm-hmm. mummified genitalia. In the fridge, they found limbs, like legs and arms. But they, yeah, they did pull out like 17 bodies but like the neighbors they interviewed with were saying things like there was always this awful smell so like he's literally like boiling down these bodies um trying to get rid of them 
he would pull like he would pour like the sludge down the toilet. But like there's this like awful smell coming from his place. So but he he said things like um, in in his interviews, he said things like I ate that like I ate his heart because I liked him and I wanted him to be with me so like he he talked a power thing or he wanted them to stay with him but he also had this obsession with keeping them with him so like he actually tried to create um i guess i don't know how you would identify like zombies Mm -hmm. so like there were two victims he drilled into their brain and put chemicals in their brain because he was he was experimenting trying to keep them alive like a zombie sort of state but but he would like he would drug his victim, you know, because they're men, so they're strong and powerful. So he would like drug his victims, and and that's kind of how he. Now, if and maybe my memory does uh, is failing, but didn't he also uh, like didn't he have sex with the bodies with some of the bodies as well? Yeah, yes, he definitely had sex with the bodies. So necrophilia was definitely what he was into. I love the story of how he got, how the police finally got him caught or oh, whatever. Yeah. I don't know, Janine. If you're familiar yeah. with it, I'll let you go ahead and tell it. Well, so he had a he had a victim uh, escape. It was the 14 year old, the Laotian. Uh, no, well, hold. He had a victim escape before that. Oh, he okay. had a, a, one escape before that, and um, he convinced the neighbor that it was just like a lover's quarrel, mm. quarrel you know, because he was like all bloody and bruised, and like so he took him back in the house. But the how he got caught was the. The other victim that escaped ran ran down the police and yeah. So the, the police obviously were like, okay, yeah, this guy's pretty suspect. They show up to his door and they like knock on the door, and he just answers and and they're like, can we come in? He's like, okay, yeah. He just lets them right in instead yeah. of they didn't have a search warrant, they didn't have anything. But he's like, yeah, come on in. <laughs> and of course, you know, they just start looking around next, you know, hey, look, there's some heads in the fucking fridge. Yeah, so one of the poli- the policemen that found the head, I was reading the interview they did with the policeman, and he described it as he heard someone screaming and then realized it was him because it was really yeah. unexpected. Right. And yeah. the smell, like the neighbors right. were complaining of the smell. Oh, the smell, yeah. But the, the 14-year-old escaped, like he came home with Dahmer, like they, uh, Dahmer drugged him. And performed oral sex on him and then drilled a hole in the back of his head. And then he left to go bar hopping. And at this time, like the kid came back, you know, to consciousness and escaped. And, you know, he was asking for help and whatnot. And uh, he ran into like a, a group of girls and then the cops showed up and they were like, yeah, like this guy needs help, you know. And they delivered him back to Dahmer's house. They did. Yeah. And ultimately, he he ended up like all the other victims. But apparently, per like witnesses, he was bleeding. He was like, uh, like only in his underwear, I believe. And not making full sense and whatnot. Um, Yeah, I remember reading that a while ago in one of the books I read about him. But uh, one of our uh, listeners on IG, I believe, Lauren. She also sent over a link recently about it. So he definitely did it when he was his teens and he started having all these sexual fantasies. He did molest an 11-year-old boy that he got in trouble for doing, but they never put him in jail or anything. Because it's the 70s. Boys will be boys. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Boys will be boys. Mm. Locker room talk. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, 
And so then yeah, he, we, yeah, we mentioned movies that he's in or inspired, inspired by Hannibal. Yeah, so, well, there's lots of movies inspired. So, so this is where my research went awry because I had a lot of fun. So not just movies that in, he was that he inspired, but just movies in general about cannibalism, and it and it got me thinking. So there were as early as so to to follow up on what you were saying, Eric, as early as the twenties, there was the movies about the. The tribes, mm-hmm. the cannibal tribes in the jungle. So there were some really old movies. Um, one's called The Jungle Goddess. One's called Dr. X. Um, that one was 1932. But they're about the tribes. So it was for a while like a very traditional, like the only cannibal movies or related movies had tribes tribes yeah and then they're the savages they're the only ones that would eat each other according right. to hollywood and then there were like there were some sci-fis and i never really considered this one a cannibal movie but it's one of my i do love this movie so that i was like well yeah we classify so it was like the unintended cannibals with um soylent green <laughs> soylent green is you just people. spoiled the damn movie right wow, there Janine. spoiler alert 50 years later 50 years look if they haven't seen it by now anyway soylent green i got to think about that and i'm like yeah technically it's cannibalism it's a great movie i love that movie so yeah and then in the 80s that's when they started getting really gory and odd mm-hmm. but so these titles crack me up. So there's 1980, there's Cannibal Holocaust, which I think is just, in general, just a funny title. And then there was Eaten Alive in 1980. There's Bloodfest. So Bloodfest was actually back in the 60s. So it was a little bit different because the cannibal villain uh, worshipped like the Egyptian deity. So it was still like on the lines of it's like tribal, it's... Uh, not tribal, They're pagan. But, yeah, sorts. yeah. So some sort of honoring. Yeah. Okay. So, so 1974, everyone knows Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Who was inspired by Ed Gein. Ed Gein, my boy. Yep. <laughs> Which Ed didn't ever really eat any people though. Do no. We but again, they found body parts in his fridge, and there was a heart on the stove or next to the stove. So it's possible. Mm-hmm. I've had some whiskey. My memory's a little foggy. <laughs> uh, has anyone seen The Hills Have Eyes? Oh, yeah. I have not seen this movie. Oh, okay. That movie creeps me out about going down back roads, which right? I absolutely love doing. So I have not seen it, and totally it's on my list now. So if I read the synopsis correctly. It reminds me a lot of The Price Region, actually. <laughs> the movie does. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> because it's an inbred backwards family no it's just like, the, it's the way we're the setting of the uh, movie the setting of the fair movie. enough and the inbred <laughs> and the inbred people okay yes. what about in 1972 pink flamingos anyone so <laughs> john waters yeah. for the win so if hyde is listening hyde was the first person to tell me she's done some of our minis she's uh-huh. the first person to tell me about pink flamingos oh. and like just from her description i was scared to watch it <laughs> pink flamingos is a notorious movie but the the cannibalism side of it isn't even the, the notorious thing it's, yeah, no, it's it, the end it's scene. the end scene don't tell anyone. with divine oh god bless divine tip of 40 I love Divine so hard. But <laughs> Me too. And if thing... you don't know who Divine is, she was the original mom in Hairspray. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm she's trans- She was a transgendered <laughs> actress um, back in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. And yeah, uh, 
I fucking love Divine and John Waters in general. Which I'm gearing up to play Tracy Turnblad. <laughs> That's awesome. Not really. You might have aged out of the role at this point, baby. I'm sorry. I just you did a not. Lot of tacos. You did not just say that. He did. He did. Sorry, yeah. hon. Sorry. So I thought this one looked fun. It's called um, Eating Raul. Eating Raul. Oh, and Raul. it's it's 1982, and it's about a couple that they start killing. They're swingers, and they start killing other swingers. And they practice cannibalism somewhere in the mix. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm picking a trend here from hungry? like the, the early 80s in general. There's right. a lot of cannibal love cannibals. In the 80s. Holy cow. Yeah, there's there was a lot. There's um Yeah. I was just going through the list. There's a musical, 1993 yes. musical. Cannibal the musical. Uh-huh. Uh no, it's this one's just called Oh, I have it down as musical is the title. No, it's yeah, there's, there's Cannibal, Cannibal the, the musical. musical. It's written by Matt. It a, Par- it's Matt Stone right. and Trey Parker. Yeah, sorry, I just I must have deleted Cannibal off of it because no. I just put down musical. Cannibal but the musical about and it's about Alfred Packer. Right? Oh, I you know what? It's funny as I never have seen Cannibal. I as much as I love Matt Stone and Trey Parker, creators of South Park. I have never seen that movie. So you were like a plethora of information. So like I wrote that down that it was Trey Parker, Matt Stone thinking people wouldn't know that fact. Oh, oh yeah. That was, well, so that, they tried to get that movie shown at Sundance and Sundance wouldn't accept it. And so that's where they kind of got on this whole Utah thing or whatever and ended up, you know, become their whole obsession with like the Book of Mormon. This is all before South Park, right? Yeah. 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 South Park was was 1997, I think. 96, 97 was South Park. So, yeah, this 93. So, also Sweeney Todd. Classic. Love Mm -hmm. Sweeney Todd. Hannibal, obviously. Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys ever, did you ever watch the. It was a Wallace and Gromit movie with the sheep, and there's oh, like yeah, yeah, with uh, with Sean the sheep. Different Wallace and Gromit, but the one with with Sean the, the sheep. werewolf. Yeah, Shaun the there's sheep. a there's a little huh. The curse of the were rabbit. I'm taking it back. It is uh, Life of Pets with the cat. Yeah, there's you cat. brought this up last time oh, yeah, when we yeah, talked yeah. cannibals last time. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, sorry, I have no new tricks. Really, that's the the, the most famous <laughs> of cannibal movies. And Eric said he movies. didn't like the movie. <laughs> uh, pet, yeah, Life with Pets. Now, nah, yeah, the movie sunk. Yeah, but that cat was awesome. the cat was good. I like the cat. The cat was about the only thing in the movie that I did enjoy. I like the eagle and the the bunny by Kevin Hart. Oh yeah, I felt yeah. like I could relate to his character. I get that. I get that. <laughs> but I mean, come on, Hannibal the Cannibal. Talk about a perfect movie character mm-hmm. i don't want to call him a villain because in that movie he's not so much a villain in that in movie. the first one in or the first silence yeah of the in lambs. silence of the lambs he's not a villain i mean yeah well technically he's in jail obviously but he's not the villain of the movie obviously. but he has like a great last line oh yeah which who wasn't on the facebook page the other day had commented about that well so first of all the line that's in the movie that everybody quotes is not in the movie and so that is part of the whatever effect that uh, the mandela the mandela effect thank you the the hello clarice he never does say oh no i was talking about the no the father with father nice beans, yeah. chianti and a nice chianti mm-hmm. yeah yes uh-huh. That sound gives me nightmares. <laughs> oh, what a great character. Yeah. And the TV series was so fucking good. Mm. Holy shit, that was good. Man. 
Oh. I don't know if I ever watched that. It was oh. so good. Oh, God. In case yeah. you didn't get that from Eric. It was dark <laughs> so, and beautiful and uh, fucked up in so many ways. And oh, what, it was great. What channel is it on? It was it, on five. It, it, yeah, it was a KSL, but in, in Utah, they wouldn't play it on here because the, the local network thought it was too gory, which frankly, it was. It was. What was it called? It was called Hannibal. Hannibal. And oh. uh, so it got picked up by another station and played at like one in the morning or something <laughs> like that. But so we always DVR'd it. And it's oh, just absolutely gorgeous. It, it was the same people that did Pushing Daisies and oh, American Pushing Gods. Daisy. Pushing uh, Daisies is great. Yeah, Pushing yeah. Daisies is fantastic. So they're all about the visuals. Brian yeah. Fuller, um, does it's American really Gods had a lot of really good visuals. Oh yeah, but I never finished the series because it was a little slow for me. Sorry, Eric. The door's right behind you. Jimmy. I know. I know that crushes you. Um, also, I did. I did find that there were some early documentaries in 1912 about cannibals in the South Seas. Oh. Uh-huh. Which I think. Well, that would probably be like the Papua New Guinea and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Which yes. you mentioned, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Ah, Hannibal. Real quickly, <laughs> uh, Tracy Edwards was the man who gained Dahmer's trust and was able to escape and bring police back to his house. Ah. Thank you. And he was charged with murder in 2011. Oh, really? man. And then Dahmer was later on murdered in prison. Yes, he yes, was. In the he, shower. He was shanked. Yeah. Or strangled. He was. I thought, I originally heard that he was shanked, but I read something recently where they said he was strangled. But he, like, if you are not familiar with him, like, watch some of his interviews. Like, he is just, the way he talks about it is so... He's detached from detached, everything. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I couldn't think of the word. Yeah, he's very detached. Oh, yeah. He always was, though, about everything. That's just Dahmer. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, he explains it as if it's something he's just watching happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That he felt no emotion to it whatsoever. He was a true psychopath. Except that sexual gratification. Yeah. I don't know if that's an emotion, but it's a feeling. It's that, I would call that an emotion, sure. Sure, why not? <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to talk about how cannibalism is still alive and going. <laughs> um, you might have heard of some other cannibals, uh, Anthony Morley, um, Stephen Griffins, Peter Bryan, Rudy Eugene, and of course, Albert Fish, and the one we did just a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. Albert uh, Shawcross. Shaw- yep. So I'm going to be talking about a case that came out as of 2017. It made worldwide news, and it's of Dmitry Bakshiv, who's 35, and his wife, Natalia, 42. They are accused of cannibalism, 30 counts of it. 30? 30. Mm-hmm. But him and his so, wife. Okay. Yes. Okay, Sorry. so this Go. couple would find their victims from dating sites and sometimes homeless people. And when the police raided their house, they found uh, human remains in jars that were pickling. <laughs> As though they're saving them for something. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when they got arrested, Dimitri is said to have told interrogators he began his reign of terror. <laughs> What? <laughs> the way you said that. <laughs> Interrogators. Interrogators. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> it's adorable. It's spaced because I was just typing really quick through voice notes. Ah. 
And so apparently it doesn't know how to uh, pick up what I'm trying to say. Totally. Or maybe it does. Pick and up on what I'm putting down. Maybe she was trying to say interrogators. Yeah. yeah. Interrogators. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, he started his reign of terror in 1999. And... Police discovered eight frozen body parts and flayed skin in their fridge. They kept the skin. Mm-hmm. Hmm, okay. And then again, like I said, him and his wife did openly admit to killing 30 people. Now, you're wondering how they got caught. And this was because he lost his cell phone. A crew member working on repairing the road came across a cell phone and started flipping through all the photos. Picks. What? Picks. Every time. It oh, I thought you said hicks. Oh, no. Like, picks. I'm like, what? Why are you coming in? Pictures. Okay. Gotcha. Sorry. The photos they found were that of a man with different dismembered human body parts shoved into his mouth. They took the phone to the local police, and it just so happened that the police had also been working on a dis, uh, dismembered corpse of a woman in her 30s uh, when they came across the phone. And the police, and I love this sentence in uh, one of the Russian papers I was reading, it said the police were able to determine whose phone it was, quote, special technical measures, end quote. I was like, oh, Russia. <laughs> you mean they looked at the the information on the owner? Right. It's not that hard to figure out, yeah, especially if your phone's not locked. Well, it was an old, old flip phone, too. Oh, yeah. So I just thought That's it was kind of funny how they, they said it. What's the lesson here? You get an iPhone where you can do the, you know, find my phone and then you can erase it. <laughs> so... Dahmer did pictures too, but only in Polaroid. Mm-hmm. You can't well, erase that shit. Yeah, it's because there was no cell phones in <laughs> 1990. <laughs> so they would bring their victims back to their house and they would give them a cocktail of sedatives and then they would skin them alive. Mm. Now, they worked at a military academy and unbeknownst to the soldiers there, they would feed them canned human meat. Oh, Dude. Mm-hmm. When investigating their apartment, cops uncovered video lessons for how to be accountable and found numerous images uh, around their apartment. And one sickening image, and yes, these are on the internet, uh, dated December 1999, appears to show a severed head being served at a Christmas dinner. And it was like surrounded by oranges and there was a nice table setting. Yeah, it was, it was really too much to look out for me oh god dude these first of all the fact that somebody made a video how to be a cannibal you know yeah also i'm stuck on the what we always say how do these people meet each other yeah that's true i I know hey you know what i have a craving for hands (laughs) this is gonna sound really weird and i totally can i nibble on your fingers (laughs) right yeah, and like I said, they found um, a lot of just human skin fillets around their house, more so in the fridge. And uh, when they took Dimitri into custody, they found chopped up remains of a woman in a bucket in a bag at their work, the military academy. Ugh. So I just, I was just thinking like, 
how much longer would this have gone on if you didn't lose make a phone. stupid mistake and lose your phone? Right. And make a fucking stupid mistake of putting those pictures on your phone. So another popular case was actually in 2001, and it was of Armin uh, Mivas. He posted an ad on the internet, more specifically the site The Cannibal Cafe, which is a blog site for people with cannibal fetishes. He said he was looking for, and I quote, a well-built 18 to 30-year-old to be slaughtered and then consumed. Okay. I wonder how many takers he had. Right. So quick background on Armin. Around the age of five, his father left and then his two half brothers also left. And this just left him at home with his mother. After the death of his mother, Armin said he began a new second life upon the help of the Internet. And he stumbled upon chat rooms all about cannibalism, where there were people offering themselves to be eaten. Well, he would meet up with people in hotel rooms. <laughs> this part kind of made me laugh. They would role play cannibalistic acts. Like chew on your arm or something. Yeah, some I shit. don't know. I just, I, I just. Pictured, <laughs> I'm totally eating your arm right now. I just pictured right them now. like at a little fold up table with like a gingham uh, table tablecloth <laughs> and some candles. And they're like, oh, pass the arm. And they're like. Nom, oh, this nom, is nom, some nom. delicious yeah. arm. Mm. <laughs> you know how kids play tea parties and yeah. imaginary eat? That's kind of just how I Will you pass it. the feet, please? Of course. Well, one day our men came across an ad titled Dinner. Or your dinner. Offering the chance to eat me alive. This was placed by Burned Brandies 43. Well, they met up, went back to Armin's farmhouse and had sex. Burned then then took 20 sleeping tablets and drank half a bottle of schnapps before Armin cut off his penis. And per their mutual agreement, he fried it up and they both were to eat it. His penis. Yeah. Guys, I don't understand the draw. It's a fetish. It's a fetish. It was in the early morning when Armin killed uh, Bernard by stabbing him in the neck. Then he chopped him up and stored him in the freezer and buried the skull in the garden. Was this also a mutually agreed upon thing? He wanted to be eaten. Yes. Okay, so he didn't just want to be served part of his body. Yeah, no. He wanted to be murdered. Okay. So the following is from Armin's documentary. And he says, and I want to quote it word for word. I decorated the table with nice candles. I took out my best dinner service and fried a piece of the rump steak, a piece from his back. Made what I called princess potatoes and sprouts. After I prepared my meal, I ate it. The first bite was, of course, very strange. It was a feeling I can't really describe. I'd spent over 40 years longing for it dreaming about it and now i was actually getting that feeling i was actually achieving this perfect inner connection through his flesh the flesh tastes like pork but stronger now our men recorded all of this which was two hours of him i believe it started at when he decided to cut off the penis and the jury had to watch it Oh, God. On January 30th, 2004, Armin was uh, convicted of manslaughter and sentenced to eight years in prison. Eight? Eight years. Since being in prison, Armin is now a vegetarian. 
real quick. Another disgusting fact uh, that he said on the documentary is he knows that there are 800 or more active cannibals in Germany. I well, at the same time, I, I mean, I get the... So with the, the whole manslaughter thing, I mean, it was mutually agreed upon. But so that's I guess, exactly what Janine was talking about earlier. Well, I mean, that's probably why his sentence wasn't as severe mm-hmm. as what you might I mean, expect. He had an ad in a well-known cannibal cafe. So, I mean, you can obviously tie that back to everything. Right. You know, his IP and whatnot. I I don't know. Like, was is it a sick, twisted way of suicide? Is it a fetish? Like... I mean, having a fetish to eat someone is one thing. Having a fetish wanting to be eaten by someone is something like on a whole nother level. I can't even. Well, n- not only that, but not just to be eaten. But didn't you say that they both were supposed to share it? Yeah, they yes. both they both he, ate the penis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Huh. That is just. It's hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, I'm. I'm really struggling. Man. like i don't know what to say i really don't (laughs) i mean i know i should say something but it's really bizarre to me i know there's i remember when the story first came out it was basically um sorry i'm adjusting so it sounds weird that he had killed him kind of like it was all him on his own because after he cut off the penis he put him in the bathtub full of cold water and ice you know trying to stop the bleeding he would read to him i believe oh man i believe he would read to him star trek novels to keep him alive and then ultimately like yeah he did stab him in the neck but then later on and and then again i believe it is that they track this down this guy was known in the community of wanting someone to eat him that's why I believe that he got a lesser charge. Damn. That makes sense. Hmm. And again, this couple found each other. Yeah. Not, I, I mean, yeah, exactly. We're always I mean, wondering, yeah. how do you find your murder couple, but your now, power I couple, mean, but now you're eating. Yeah. So you're taking it to a whole other fucking level. I, I see it easier, though, in, in 2017. I see it much easier to find someone who enjoys doing this versus like... 1990 right when we well not even that but like even like yeah well even like we have the dark web we have these chat rooms that aren't even on the dark room i was that's what i was just gonna say they're probably not they're not even cannibal cafe i'm sure i mean in the 90s were you just making a flyer with little tear off tabs and putting them (laughs) on the telephone (laughs) poles those little posts you find off the freeway actually says seeking apprentice bodies wanted (laughs) like that's funny Ugh. Please don't make us do this topic again. <laughs> yeah, cannibalism's tough. I mean, it, it's such a taboo thing. But at the same time, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I'm not condoning it by any stretch of the imagination, but is it really something that is so bizarre? I mean, we'll eat any, pretty much any other kind of animal on the planet, right? I mean, people, you name an animal, somebody's probably eating it, right? And, and a lot of animals point. eat one another. I was just going to say exactly. that. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it happens. So why is human so taboo? 
right? Why? I mean, and obviously because we're like the highest life form or whatever. But feelings, but so do so we do can speak. So do dogs. We don't have people, body hair. People eat dogs well, in some what, parts wait, of the what? world. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not like all over. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just to I mean, grasp. I get it. The humans are intelligent, you know, and obviously, you know, we have the the, the brain powers what separates us from everything else, but. Is it, I mean, when you think of it that way, what makes it so bad about eating a person as so, opposed to eating any other kind of creature? So what I'm, what I'm hearing from you is... He wants to eat somebody. I'm just getting <laughs> philosophical. No, no, no. no, what I'm hearing from you is that maybe it's something tied to that innate wild part of us, the... The, the caveman? The, yeah, where we're just, uh, the, yeah, that... Survival kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. Some sort of. I understand the survival. Like I wouldn't. Ugh. Like I can't even just think about. I honestly can't even think about it. Yeah. Just the idea of the survival of the fittest and eat my corgis. No. I mean Loki, maybe. maybe. <laughs> just kidding, though. Oh, Loki. That's just pure evil. I you bet guys he's really tough. You guys yeah. uh, well eating somebody you love is uh, or somebody yeah. or something that yeah. you love. That's why they say it's never a- never name your cow right or whatever. Right, you know, never right. name your sheep. It's gonna be harder to kill I it right. But so the same thing goes with that. But let's say it is. What you if know, it's someone you don't love? you don't really love them or whatever? Could you eat them if you needed to? I don't know. I think I, I would think have I- to be put. In the Alps. <laughs> yeah, I I think Starving. I would probably be one that starves and gets Someone eaten. Someone who died of natural causes. Yeah, because yeah, I, I would. My, my worry is that I'm such a picky eater. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, would. you're like, <laughs> he's like, I've seen what Mary puts into her body. I you're like, can't. she ate mushrooms. There is no way I'm going to eat her. <laughs> she loved mushrooms. She loved tomatoes. She's gross. She's gross. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd feel a little awkward about being like, oh, man, I, I won't eat bell peppers. But here I am eating somebody's <laughs> leg, you know, or whatever. So, but. I love a juicy, juicy butt rump. <laughs> <laughs> I got to thinking about uh, there's a show on Netflix called The Badlands, and it is about cannibalism. There, there, it's literally like there's this like out of society badlands where all the bad people go, and there's no food. And so there's like one society where they're they're trying to be a society, but then there's this other society that is purely cannibal. And so they capture these people and they keep them alive. And they slowly slice them up. Oh, so like one limited time, you alive. they keep them alive. One limited time, cauterize. Yeah, it's uh, if you want, it's it's that was a big thing in in it's pretty the, crazy in the the Hannibal books as well um, about slowly yeah taking parts off of another body and stuff like that. So. Yeah, because it's fresh. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't want to kill him and freeze him. Ah. So you got to find the slowly fillet. And that was also in the recent. Uh, the TV? No, American oh. Horror Story. Oh, yeah. Roanoke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ron Roanoke. Yeah, they did. Jerky. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but I mean, you get what I'm saying with the philosophical thing. What makes it so taboo to eat people as could, opposed yeah. to eating anything else? That's fair. Yeah, That's not fair. to say that I want to eat people because God knows I don't. I don't. I won't eat dog. You know, I don't care yeah. where I'm at. I, I won't eat dog. So you know, but hey, you know, if we can justify eating anything else on this planet, why can we? Is that do some vegetarians not eat meat for that justification? I'm wondering that they're intellectual, or just well, I know there's that, but I mean, like the justification of 
we're not the highest being like, why should I eat any meat? Well, I think most of them, it's just because they care about other creatures out there. Yeah, that don't kill the, the people other creature. that I know that are vegetarian, it was just kind of did cut down on the carbon footprint. Yeah. And just the inhumane way that they are killed. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I don't. I mean, it's one of the reasons I don't eat pork is because of that yeah. intelligent animal. But, True. Very, very intelligent. Huh. Tasty. I don't know. I think I would animal. eat Eric first before I ate one of the corgis. I believe that. I do not <laughs> I think that is a lie. As well. <laughs> as I pull out a fork. <laughs> I have the bite marks to prove it, actually. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Guys, do you really have to tell me about your bedroom stuff? Really? You ask us all the time. So, yeah. <laughs> you ask for the videos. Jeez. You've got the subscription. Oh. <laughs> and then, once again, the porn music starts in my head. <laughs> gross. <laughs> All right, and uh, just a reminder, everybody, that on Monday the 12th, we will be doing our live Q&A session on Facebook Live. Ask so, us anything. Ask us anything. Correction. Ask us anything <laughs> about the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't make us feel awkward, guys. Come on. But uh, yes, tune in 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, so 5 Pacific or 8 Eastern mm-hmm. And or seven central, or seven like, central. Leave the central people out. Yeah, well, nobody, don't leave the, the world out. It could be Greenwich Men time. There's oh a, there's a reason. Mean time. <laughs> there's a reason that they're called the flyover states. Okay, nobody lives there. <laughs> wow, I just Jeez. totally went, went really bad there. We look forward to your questions. Yeah. On yeah. Monday, about Eric talking about flyover state. Yeah, <laughs> Eric, I have been living a flyover state, you asshole. But uh, no, definitely check it out. Uh, feel free to send us messages. We also, you're welcome to post in advance if you don't think that you'll be able to attend and watch and the And just session. remember, for some of us, this is completely out of our comfort zone. Yeah, none of us have ever done this before. <laughs> I think all of us. But for none some of us. are looking forward to this. So, I am looking forward to hearing from the people that listen to us. Definitely. Yeah, we've had some good questions so far. I'm excited to uh, to answer them. Because yeah. I don't know how a live thing works. Do the questions pop up while you're on there? So, yes. So, I will have notes on what questions have been asked. And then it will show us as people join and they just type their questions. Oh, yep. Yep. Yeah, it shows right up on the little screen for us. And uh, so if you want to watch the video, then if you have not already, you'll just need to join our Facebook group page. So go to Murder, Myth, and Mystery on Facebook, and you'll see the link on there for the group page. So go ahead and ask to join on there. And we would love to get your guys' Q&As and watch us make fools of ourselves live in front of the world. Okay, we need to wrap this up because Janine and I need to work on the best lighting for this Facebook Live. <laughs> I, so I don't look like a horrible monster that I am. Oh, stop it. You are always gorgeous. Right? <laughs> I don't pay you enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy dinner. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.